Hey there, this is Karen Roach with Bottom Up Teaching, where we talk all things kids. Bottom Up Teaching is raw and unfiltered conversations about the biggest emotions, most challenging behaviors, and struggling kids. It is the answer for connection, relationships, success, and all things social-emotional. It is a new perspective on student behavior. I'm here to offer relief and show you that you are enough to help all students learn in your classroom. Follow us across social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for a daily dose of development. Sign up for our emails on bottomupteaching.com to get light bulb moments, a free weekly usable download to add to your toolbox. This week on Season 2, Episode 2, we are going to talk about one thing you must know to understand your students. Now, as we have gotten into the end of the school year here, for some of you, you're done. You're feeling this huge sense of relief that the school year is over. No more remote learning. No more feeling like you're tied to your computer 24-7. No more Google Classroom notifications popping up on your phone you might notice the silence that exists. I know, I know. Some of you are listening to me and you're shaking your head and you're thinking, no, Karen, that's not true yet. We still are in school. We still have a week, two weeks. Some of you might even have three. You're almost there. Hang on for just a little bit longer. The light is at the end of the tunnel. Now, in my last post, we talked about how we beat this remote learning thing to death. I told you it was time to move on, and we had to get into what bottom-up teaching is really all about. If you missed that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's a quick listen, less than six minutes, but really tells you what bottom-up teaching is truly all about. Now, there's one thing that you must understand before we can move on. That one thing is the brain. Now, that is like a very simple word for a ginormously complex process that goes on in your body every single day. The brain controls everything, everything we do. And research tells us that the brain and how it functions has a huge impact, not only on our ability to learn, but also our physical health, our mental health, and our emotional health. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to get too scientific. I promise you that this won't feel like a neuroscience class. Just understand that there are like years of classes that one could take all about the brain. So what I'm going to teach you here is going to be literally the tip of the iceberg, but it is going to be enough for you to be able to learn something and understand how this applies to the things that you see in your kids every day in your classroom. Now, simply described, the brain develops from the bottom up. Notice a theme? It also develops from the inside out. So you'll always want to remember that. The brain develops from the bottom up and the inside out. Now bear with me as I share a few key words that you're going to need to become familiar with. These words are going to pop up again in my writing or on this podcast, but I promise to also remind you what they mean or why they're important to know. So when I say the brain develops from the bottom up and the inside out, 
I'm talking about the brain developing in this order. First is the brainstem. Second is the diencephalon. Third is the limbic system. And fourth is the cortex. Now, again, this is an overly simplified explanation of the development of the brain. But you must also know that the brain develops in this sequential order. So we need the brainstem to develop before the diencephalon and the diencephalon to develop before the limbic system and the limbic system to develop before the cortex. When each of these areas of the brain are fully developed in the right sequential order, that's when we see people who thrive and who can function in almost any environment with anything that's thrown at them. More to come on that later. So the brainstem is the lowest and most inner part of the brain, while the cortex is the highest and most outer part of the brain. So again, the brain develops from the bottom up and the inside out. So an overly simplified way to visualize this maybe understand it a little better, and even teach others to understand it, is to simply make a fist with your hand. Now, before I go on, I'm going to tell you that I actually taught this to about 80 third graders, and they got it. They totally understand it. So it's a very simple way to understand the brain and how it develops. Now, you've got that fist with your hand. Stick your thumb out. Now, if you're driving, this might not be the best time to do this, so just visualize it in your mind. You've got your thumb sticking out. Turn your fist so that your thumb is pointing down towards the ground. The thumb symbolizes the brainstem. The first knuckle, your pointer finger, symbolizes the diencephalon. The next two knuckles, the middle and ring fingers, symbolize the limbic system. And the top knuckle, the pinky finger, symbolizes the cortex. Now, why is this important? So because I promised you that these podcasts would always be short, this is going to be the last mini lesson for the day, but we will come back to it later. So the brainstem is responsible for those automatic functions, survival, energy regulation, and processing of all of the internal signals that we have, hunger, thirst, pain, fatigue, But it's also responsible for processing and taking in the input of our external world. All the sights, the sounds, the things we can touch, the smells, and the taste. If this system is not properly developed, we're going to have a really hard time making sense of all of these different aspects and these signals that we get both from our internal world and our external world. Now, remember to hang on to that because we're going to come back to it in the future. Now, that second layer, second part of the brain is the diencephalon. This balances our sensory system with our emotions so that our reactions match the situation. I'm sure you can all think about somebody in your life that has huge reactions or maybe mismatched reactions to what is actually going on. So part of the explanation for that is that we could have underdevelopment between the brainstem and the diencephalon, which makes it really hard to understand what those signals are. And if we don't understand what those signals are, it's certainly hard to respond appropriately to them. Now, the third one is the limbic system. This scans the environment for signals of danger and helps us to maintain our emotional regulation to develop healthy relationships. 
Because let's face it, the reality is if you're having huge reactions or your reactions are not matching the situation, people don't really want to be around you. And that's going to impact the development of your relationships. And finally, that last area of the brain to develop is the cortex. That cortex is in charge of all of our higher level thinking, planning, learning, and even language. Most people think when a kid struggles with executive functioning, we can all think of those kids, the ones that are so completely disorganized, can't plan to save their lives. Many people think that executive functioning is actually a problem in the cortex. While this is partly true, a more accurate description is that it's actually a weakness or an inability to regulate their emotions and use higher level thinking. And as you're going to continue to learn moving forward, we can't access the cortex if we're having big reactions. So think about for a second the importance of being able to regulate those emotions in order to be able to think, organize, plan, and ultimately learn. Phew, we got through it. Not too hard to understand, right? I know it's somewhat complex and you might be kind of processing and thinking about it, but I promise you we are going to come back to these terms and we are going to apply these things in ways that you experience every day in your classrooms. But now that you have a basic understanding of brain development, we can examine these behaviors, emotions, and struggles of kids in your classroom to fully get what is happening, what they are experiencing, the reason why and what we can do to change it. Before I let you go, I just want to remind you, as promised, my light bulb moments post will be via email or posted on my website under blogs on Wednesday. And light bulb moments always includes a usable download. The goal is to add tools to your toolbox. With consistency and positivity, things will change. We are in this together.